You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we come to you for week three of Disney Live Action Months. And we actually are now here looking at the final live action one we're going to do in this month. All in the lead up to The Lion King. We've already gone through Maleficent. We hated it. We went through Beauty and the Beast. It was okay, and we're here now to look at the 2016 box office hit that was The Jungle Book. Was it a box office hit? It was a box office hit. Oh, I did not realise. Now you do. Uh, I'm intrigued to talk about this one just because um, it was an interesting movie, I think. Uh, My name is Ben, and oh yeah, exfoliate me. And my name is Mallory, and you've never been a more endangered species than you are in this moment. Oh, look at that. Look at that. And I'm excited to welcome you back to this show, because last week I said I don't think you've been on one of these episodes since I, Tonya, but then I completely forgot that you were done. White Christmas and Grease and I think a couple of Avengers ones and other recaps, and I just forget that you've been on this show before. Yeah, I've been on a few, but it's been a while. So it's been a while since you've done a recap as such. As a, as a proper yes. sit down, let's talk about this for over an hour sort of one and, and go through it and everything along those lines. I should mention that um, we may have a special guest in this episode in our own Jungle Book, um, our tiny little – well, he's not really tiny. He's kind of fat now, isn't he? Um, Colin goes off and has twins. We have a kitten and he's wild and loose and we thought it would bring a good – theme to this um spoiler alert we told him throughout the movie that it's okay he's a good kitty only the bad kitties die oh spoiler i haven't seen this movie yet uh this is the first time in a long time actually too that i've actually just watched it and gone straight into recording as well i kind of like you think this should be fresh right now um what is your history with this movie before we just watched it then had you seen this before were you familiar with the jungle book in general give it give me your history I don't know, like, is was this movie very closely adapted from the original animated one? I think it was more based closely to the book uh, of, uh, is it Rudyard Kipling? Rudyard Kipling? I don't know how you say his name. Um, How do you say his name? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you, like, judge me for how I say it. Um, (laughs) I think it might, it's more based on the source material necessarily than the actual Disney film. Because I'm sure I've seen the Disney film, but after watching this, I feel like I haven't seen the Disney feel- film. Well, Does that I make sense? yeah, I mean, look, I think I've seen the Disney film a long time ago, but they they did also make a live action adaptation of this story in the '90s, which I don't know if it was made by Disney as such as as more it was just a an adaptation. Um, because I think it, this is one of those ones that Disney's taken a, a famous story and made their own version and kind of everyone just assumes this is a Disney thing. It was a children's book, wasn't it? I believe so, yes. Um, and I believe uh, Kipling did a bunch of other ones as well. But So you, you don't know if you've seen the... I reckon I have. I reckon I also think I read the book as a kid, like like with big pictures and... Um, yeah, that's the only way I, mean? I read books because there's no. But like, you know how like kids' books are yes, like picture books, picture books. Yes. Yeah, I think so. But, but you've I've never seen this before until we just no, watched no, and like it's definitely been a very long time since I've seen the movie or like read the book version of this. I must have been a little kid the last time I had, and I'm not super familiar. 
I had never seen this version, as I mentioned last week and through every single week of these uh, episodes. I really just have no desire because I think these are kind of waste of time that Disney are doing these live-action remakes, with a few exceptions. I, I did say last week, I think this is one of these stories that you can see why they have, similar to Aladdin and similar to what they're going to do with Mulan and things like that. Um, so I had no desire to see this. This is the first time I'd ever seen it. I, as I just said, I can't remember if I've seen the... I, I know the story. I know the characters. I know bare necessities. I had heard of that. Doobie-doobie-doo, I'm going to be like you. Although having Christopher Walken sing it was is not all that great. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I think looking at my history of it now, having just watched it, I didn't hate it. I don't know if I loved it. It's going to be interesting to talk through this with one. But uh, I I find it interesting that this film, and I don't know how familiar you are with who I'm about to say, uh, is the fact that this is directed uh, by John Favreau. Now, of course, I say that name and you're probably going to go... I have no idea who that is. Now, I will make you know who this is because uh, he's uh, happy from the Iron Man movies. His Iron oh, what? Iron Man psychic, who he also directed... Uh, Iron Man and Iron Man 2. So he does directing. And he's also, um, what was that Christmas one we watched with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon in it? Four oh, Christmases, is it? Four Christmases, yeah. He's, he's the in that. brother yeah, cause of he, Vince Vaughn. Because I think he was kind of renowned for being in these sort of, um, y- you know, romantic comedies and sort of just being the dumb sort of guy on the side. And he's been in a bunch of other things too, but... I, I find it interesting that he. This is a movie. Like I remember when this was being released, and they were sort of talking about his direct directorial style and everything that made this movie so good. Um, but I find it. I find it fascinating that he does this. I mean, I don't know if you know much about him outside of what I've just basically nope. said to you. <laughs> but um, and and what's quick take then? Actually, before we get into this, because we've had two weeks to go into this. But what's your viewpoint on Disney live action? Disney getting their, you know, movies that they've made famous in animation and turning them into live-action movies. She's yawning, by the way. Sorry, it's late at night when we're recording this. It's 9 o'clock. It's not that late. It's late. Um, I really enjoy Beauty and the Beast, and I don't mind that it's a remake of the, like, original animated one. I, like, I like that about it. Um... Malisfi- Mal- Maleficent, Maleficent was not great. You didn't like Maleficent? Uh, not top of my list. Um, is Cinderella Disney? Uh, yeah, they did do... We, the new one? Yeah, we never covered that, but that's I, part of this. I haven't seen it. Every time it was actually released on my birthday, oh. um, and I thought about going on my birthday, and then something <laughs> else came up, and I didn't, and I still haven't seen it. Um, Have you seen the Alice in Wonderland movies? I don't know if you're really into those ones or not. Because they, I mean, they they don't technically fall into this sort of world, is, but they kind of do. What's the first one? Alice in Wonderland. Does it have Johnny Depp? Yes. Yes, I've seen He's it. He's Mad Hatter. And then they did, uh, was it Alice Through the Looking Glass? I haven't seen that one. Right. I've never seen it, but, um, um, you know, Tim And I, I enjoyed this. What other live action ones are there? Uh, well, I mean, look at the time of releasing this, we would we've had Dumbo and Aladdin, but uh, at the time of recording this, we've just had Dumbo and Aladdin's about to come out. But, but um, we haven't seen. Well, Dumbo. you, are, uh, yeah. I'd like to, but then when I found out it's directed by Tim Burton, 
I'm not excited anymore. No, but I, I, I would say you and I would, would have probably have gone and seen Aladdin between I this agree. and uh, obviously in the lead up to the Lion King. But I um, mean, from what you've seen of Aladdin and the Lion King, what are you, what are your thoughts right now? Like, what are you, what are you I, feeling? I feel mad about Lion King because I am not one of those Lion King lovers. Oh, you will be next week. Come on. Like, it just wasn't a big part of my childhood as it seems to be a lot of others. Like, I was a Cinderella and a um, Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. Like, I was a princess girl. You were a girl. Um, Well, like, one of my really good friends is a Lion King advocate. Like, she loves them and tries to make me watch them all the time. What do you Um, mean, them? You're not talking about the crappy sequels. They don't exist. You only want to watch the the original, which we will watch next week, by the way. Coming soon to the other network. Um, but I like after this, I feel better about The Lion King just because it wasn't the worst, like, live action y, animation y. Like, because it is animated, because animals yeah. don't talk. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel better about Lion King after this than I did. It's, Before, C- it's CGI, but it still is questionable. It's it's um, it's CGI in the case of they make it look realistic. As in, it, it, this is yeah. I know exactly what you're trying to say. I think that the the difference in this working and the Lion King being questionable and calling it uh, live action remake is that this at least involves a human, uh, a couple of humans in a, in some form, whereas. The Lion King is a story not about humans at all. And yes, I can see how they can call it live action because, again, they're going for that CGI to make the lions look realistic. But until they actually get real lions talking to me, it's it's not live action. But I, I, I understand. Yeah, it's one of those grey areas, you know. Like, if that's the case, then frickin' Jar Jar Binks and... and Jabba the heart are real, okay? So, yeah, she's... she's. Are you losing it already? Like, you're just... No, I'm just... I don't think... <laughs> I don't think it should be considered live action, but... Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that next week a little bit more in The Lion King, because I'm excited for that probably, but we'll get into this now. Um, I mean, we, we record time last week. I think we did in 70 minutes with The Beauty and the Beast last week. And I honestly think, like, this film, I feel as well, we're not going to take too long on, because... I mean, this is the beauty about Disney films, is that they're very basic plot-wise, because kids have to understand them, which means that even I can probably understand them. Um, but we start um, with the car. You were very impressed by the castle at the beginning of this movie, because it was in front of a little town or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was like a little that. town. There's, this is, I, you know what I appreciate about this film? There's no marking around. There's not 20 minutes of logos at the beginning. There's not somebody going, once upon a time in a faraway land. It's literally, boom, castle, boom, jungle book. Like, in your face, let's get this movie started. It's like Star Wars. You straight away, there's a logo, there's a logo, boom. Star Wars, in your face. You know what you're in for. So I appreciated that. Um, we've got a little boy, we're going to call him Mowgli, just because that's his name, running through the jungle. Uh, he's being chased by a panther. Oh no, this poor little boy is going to get eaten. But no, it turns out he's in a race and a branch breaks and he falls down and... Uh, we learn about Mowgli, who was left in the jungle from uh, his parents, basically. He was raised by a panther and wolves, 
And um, what, what's this panther called again? Can't know. Can't know. That's the snake, isn't it? No, it's... <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. It's uh, the B one. The Basaga. Bazinga. No. <laughs> Baghira. Baghira, right. Uh, for the most part, I'm just going to call these animals by what they are. I'm going to call it panther. I'm going to call it tiger. I'm going to call it bear. I'm going to call it man cub. Um, I'm going to call it Christopher Walken, just basically because, you know, I, I'm, I'm terrible at butchering these. So, little Mowgli's been raised by wolves. And we, we meet a bunch of little wolves. We meet Mother Wolf and we meet Grey. Father Wolf Grey, played by Le- And I just want to say, because I love saying her name, Lapita Nwongo. Oh, oh, it's I a like. girl. Yes. Awkward. I do like Lapita Nwongo. And uh, the, the head wolf, um, played by Giancarlo Esposito. Esposito. <laughs> no. Um, who, yeah, if you're obviously a Breaking Bad fan, you will know that name. Gus Fring, one of the greatest television villains of all time. But a great cast, actually. We talked a little bit about last week in terms of um, Beauty and the Beast with the voice acting of the animated characters not necessarily being brilliant, but okay. But I think the um, the vocal talent in this movie shines through very well, as does little Mowgli, um, who I believe it is his very first film role, uh, played by Neil Sethi. Um, who is, uh, where is he actually from? Uh, which would be a good question for me to find out. Uh, I'm not too sure. But uh, well, just quickly, your thoughts on uh, on Neil Sethi? I uh, don't feel as taken with this little kid as you do, apparently. Really? Yeah. Why not? I thought he was a little bit crap. You thought he was a little bit crap? Yeah. Oh, poor old little I, Neil I didn't Sethi. think he was that great. I, well, I mean, I'm usually the one who's always critical on little children because they give me the shits when they're not handled right. But um, no, I, I disagree. I think he actually did quite well. I think he did very well. Uh, apparently, he's only been in two films, The Jungle Book and a Diwali. So I can't find any more information on him. He's Indian-American. Uh, he was born in New York City, and his breakout was the Jungle Book. So um, no, I think he was. I think he was very good, very very good. He was uh, discovered after a worldwide search uh, featuring thousands of children auditioning from the United States, United Kingdom, New Zealand, and Canada. So there you go. There um, you go. So anyway, he's he's raised by the wolves and pan- like why why does um old panther shove him shove him off onto the wolves like uh you know cuz a bit because lazy cuz he wanted the family atmosphere right okay and just should mention uh the the panther here played of course by Ben Kingsley um i just have to mention that like when i heard the panther's voice i was like oh yeah sure and then i looked up who it was i just sounded really canadian sorry <laughs> um hey. and then i looked it up up who it was, and when I saw that it was Ben Kingsley, the only thing I associate him with is being the bad guy in the Thunderbirds movie. Do you know that I, movie? I know I, I've not seen it. But what? I, okay, Ben. ben, ben that, that, kind of, what? I need to just jump in here to the fact that what people most associate Ben Kingsley with the fact that he played Gandhi, an Academy Award-winning role, and your your connection is he was the bad guy in Thunderbirds. I don't think you've under <laughs> you understand how many times I have seen the movie Thunderbirds. Yeah, literally, it was mine and my best friend's go-to movie growing up that we would watch, like probably once a week. Wow. 
And here I am having to marry you soon. Um, <laughs> You're going to have to see this movie first. No, no I, I don't have to. Um, okay, like there, He there, was also the bad guy in Prince of Persia, wasn't he? I, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure. I just want to backtrack here and say that you fact, you just added the words you have to see. The, like, no. Like, you it's have to amazing. see. amazing. You have to see Star Wars. That is life. Thunderbirds is a movie that people go, oh, yeah, they made it into a movie, didn't they? Like. What was it before it was a movie? There was an animated show, like from the 60s or 70s, a little oh. little hand things, like his famous little hand little... What? Um, oh, anyway. I don't know that. Uh, he was also in Iron Man, was it 3? He was in Iron Man 3. Um, so, yeah, Ben Kingsley, esteemed actor, great, great... Uh, he Honestly, he's a great actor. Oh, um, Academy Award, we didn't play Gandhi, I mean... He's, he's amazing. <laughs> um, but, no, like, for me, I associate him with... <laughs> That um, with the Thunderbird movie. Yeah. Um, I'm sure when he dies and uh, people look back at the career of the esteemed Ben Kingsley, <laughs> and let's be honest, he's probably died in between us recording this and when this is released, people are straight away going to go, Thunderbirds, villain, amazing. Like Gandhi, pff, anyone can play Gandhi. He played the villain from Thunderbirds. Just, oh, robbed of an Oscar. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's raised by wolves and shit, and basically we live in... This jungle, which um, I'm trying to work out, I mean, are we in Africa? Are we in India? Like, where are we? Because lions aren't here, but tigers exist, bears exist, panthers exist. Like, this is a very interesting jungle. Uh, We're in a bit of a drought, though, which is a bit sad. But there's a law going on of the jungle. There's a truce going on. They all go to this big watering hole where basically no one attacks anyone because we're all peaceful and everything like that. Except for dear old um, Tiger that comes along. Shere Khan, played by uh, everybody's uh, wannabe next James Bond, Idris Elba. And um, straight away you hear his voice and you're like, wow, okay, I know that voice. And um, yeah, didn't actually pick it that it was Idris Elba, to be honest, straight away. He definitely sounds different to what I've uh, seen dear old Idris in. Do you you reckon Idris is a possible name for one of our children one day? No, but I was telling you about how one of the refugees' children's names is. Where is it? Where is it from? Where is the refugee uh, that you Um, know? They are... Eritrean. 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 Um, But they came through, they were in Sudan. They were living in Sudan, I'm pretty sure. Or they were army camped, what's it called? Uh, Refugee camp. Refugee camped, maybe, in Sudan before they came over to Canada. And like... I'm pretty sure either one or two of the children was born in the camps. Hmm. And the newest baby actually, like, we didn't know, or, like, I wasn't all that involved, but they didn't know when the family was coming over to Canada that the mom was actually pregnant. And she was, like, six or seven months pregnant. Can we just clarify, just to backtrack here, just to people who have no idea what you're referring to. So your grandmother assists uh, with refugee families assimilating into Canada on the arrival. To say assist, like they were, my grandparents were part of a sponsor group who sponsored a family coming over and ended up basically doing everything. as well. Okay. Like the family stayed with them for like almost a month when they first got to the country and they had five kids at the time. Just just to clarify who, for people. None of them spoke English. Wondering My what grandparents we, are old people. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I've just looked here. Idris Elba's family, uh, so his parents uh, were from Sierra Leone and Ghana. So uh, hmm. actually, no, it's a it's a unique name. I like it, Idris. Anyway, great voice, great voice, great um, great choice here. So uh, Shere Khan's a bit of a dick, basically. Um, he's all going off, and oh, why is this man cub still here? And Oh, he's going to grow up and be a man and look what man did to my face because he's got a bit of a scar on his face. So maybe the first of our uh, three villains in the last three weeks that we've covered here that is basically a villain for villain's sake. You know, uh, we, we went over in both Beauty and the Beast and Maleficent that our main villain, really not that bad. Um, yet with this one, he's just a grumpy old dick, basically, with a power trip. So... Um, you know, he got burnt, literally, and here he is. So he's all threatening and basically saying that, um, you know, the day is going to come where it's going to rain and once that rock is covered in water, our truce will be over and I will be after the boy. So all threats are being laid. Um, and basically this starts to get all panicky. All the wolves get a little bit uh, scared about this and uh, they decide to banish dear old Mowgli because the rains have come. Uh, March, March, the rains are coming. You wouldn't get that. You're not Australian. Nope. Um, so, basically, they banish dear old uh, Mowgli. Well, he kind of decides to go himself. Sort of. But, yeah. You know. Um, send him off. And um, Ben Kingsley Panther um, decides to walk him out and saying, oh, we'll take you to the man village. Very sexist. Are you, as a woman, are you offended that they call this the man village and it's not the people village? No. no. Okay. I, I do think it's weird that they never use the word human in this movie. It's said but once. It is? Yeah, there when? is a bit. How did I miss it? Um, I think, I don't know if she can't say it. Yeah, there's a couple of moments like that where it's kind of a bit odd because we get this whole red flower thing, yet when we get Christopher Walken singing, he mentions the words flames and fire. So mm. so they know what it's called. They know what a human is. Maybe it's uh, Christopher Walken who says the word human. I know the word human is mentioned at least once. but Oh, um, man. Maybe it's in the song. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, so he's banished, basically. Uh, so Panther's going to walk him out towards the man village, but uh, then there's an attack. Shere Khan chases after him, and there's a chase going on with these buffalo. Uh, just remember this scene, because next week when we're talking about the wildebeest chase, it's going to be very similar. Disney likes to do things very similar in their movies, but there's a huge trope in these four films that we're doing, which we'll get to. And poor old uh, Mowgli gets uh, walked away by these uh, water buffalo, essentially, and uh, Shere Khan doesn't get him. So uh, I don't know how much you've got to add on this, but, I mean, that's kind of the opening bit of this movie. We've got the setup. What are, what are you feeling at this point in the movie? There was a jump scare in there, and I uh, covered my face <laughs> with the blanket. There was a couple of jump scares. <laughs> I think you shat yourself a few times. <laughs> Shush. No, but when, like, the tiger jumps at the child with the... Panther, I I got scared and covered my face. Right. Um, I like the buffalo scene, but I find it confusing that he doesn't get trampled mm. and like very convenient because, like, basically, what you're supposed to do is stand still because if you stand still, like herds of things think that. You're like a tree or something, so they'll break around you. But because he keeps moving, he should get trampled because he's not moving as fast as they are. And that bothers me. Well, I hope you bring that up next week when we talk about The Lion King too, because you're a little, little old I Simba. I probably will. Yeah. I didn't think I didn't know about that. That's kind of like the whole thing about, um, you know, bears 
playing dead, not a thing, right? What? Like when you see a bear, you don't play dead. That's not a thing. No, that's not a thing. You make yourself as big and loud as you can. It's like if you see a snake, you just stand still. You don't make attention to yourself because a snake will just go straight past you. Did you know that? I always just kept going when I saw snakes. As soon as you see a snake, you're meant to stand completely still. Because Ooh, awkward. Yeah. And uh, Stiggy's joining me for the first time today. Hello, Stiggy. You want to say something? No. All right. Um, anything else to add? No, um, I was just going to tell a story about my mother almost. Tell, I want to know. Yeah. Um, so the reason that I know about the cow thing and being trampled by herds cow of cattle. Thing? Oh, like herds. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I mean, we're talking about cows all of a sudden. Well, it's a herd. All right. Well, you didn't specify. My <laughs> mother had a friend who owned a farm. And my mom went to the farm with her friend and um, was staying with her for Christmas holidays or something. Um, break from school. And <laughs> they were out with the cows. And they had a little dog who was locked in the truck. And everybody had gone back to the truck. But my mom was petting the little baby calf. And so my mom was still there. But everybody else had gone out to the truck and for some reason the dog got let out of the truck and had like run behind all the cows and then started barking and Wait, my the mom cow, oh, the dog the dog started barking I thought you were talking about the cow the was barking no and my mom got scared and so she just stood still and all the cows ran by her and when she got back to the truck the parents were like how did you know to stand still like that and she was like I didn't I just got so scared and I couldn't move and basically, they were like, had you moved, you would be dead right now. And that's how I know that. D- death by cow? By trampling, yeah. Is that, has that ever happened before? That somebody's yeah, been that's a thing. A... What, people are being killed by cows? I'm positive that's a thing. She's Googling I'm it. I'm Googling She's it. She's Googling if people are being killed by cows. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm glad that you are telling us these great stories right now. Um, <laughs> she's literally Googling... Um, that incredible. Um, just quickly while you're doing that, I, I did forget to mention a couple of things that happened in this, which are important for the movie. Uh, when Mowgli and the panther are walking through the uh, jungle, they come across some elephants, and they've got a bow. To when elephants. cows attack, how dangerous are cattle, and how can you say safe? <laughs> safe, say safe. safe. Actually, um, there I did hear of a story. A well-respected retired academic was recently trampled to death by cattle while walking in Oxford. Right. There you go. There was a, a story of a cow, or was it a sheep? I don't know. There was a, a, a person was on a motorbike in somewhere in Tasmania, and they were driving below sort of like a sort of a cliff, and a cow or a, a, a sheep fell off the cliff and hit that landed on top of that person and like died. Like think about the odds of like how what? that would have had to be and the speed and everything. Uh incredible. All right, cool. Cows are probably more deadly than sharks. Uh so yeah, they they come across <laughs> elephants. They bow to it. That's pretty important. Um, so I should have just mentioned that. So, okay. So Mowgli is uh, with the the water buffalo. There's a landslide. Uh, not by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song. Um, time is older, children get older. Um, okay, that was the song I was thinking of too. But I did not realize it was a Fleetwood Mac song. What? 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 Jesus, woman, you need I'm to get sorry. some education. Uh, so there's a really weird, like, cut or edit going on here, though, because it's like he falls off this this cliff, 
into the water. All these water buffalo are in the water, and you're thinking, like, oh, dramatic, dramatic. Then it kind of, like, fades to black, and then next minute he's floating on a log. It's really odd. Like, it's a very weird transition. I don't understand it if there was a deleted scene here which has been removed or something. But Wait, um, what? When he falls into the water... And then all of a sudden, he's just on a log, and he's floating down the... I didn't find that weird, because he falls into the water, and then you see him grab onto the log, and he, like, grabs onto the log. But it's the way they... And f- it's floating, and then it fades to black, and then he's sitting on the log. But it's... But it, it just What's goes, weird about that? Because it goes incredibly dramatic to safe in two seconds. Like, it just... I feels like there needs to be more to it. Anyway, maybe I'm just complaining. Um, yep. So, he's in the jungle... Um, he finds a weird snake skin, which is going to allude to Scarlett Johansson in a minute. Uh, he finds some fruit. These little foxes take it away from him. They're so cute. Um, and then he meets Scarlett Johansson in the jungle, who's a snake. And if you know anything about movies and snakes, they're always evil. Um, always. Harry Potter, all those sort of things. Why are snakes always evil? I like snakes. Because it's a snake who convinces the woman to eat the apple in the Bible. Right, okay. That's <coughs> true. Um, are you right there? Yeah. Uh, so this is where we get a bit of backstory, though, because this snake can hypnotize the little Mowgli. And it's really freaky. I did not realize what was happening at first. She she knows what happened to his dad, so we get the flashback of um, Mowgli in a cave and his dad was attacked by Shere Khan, and at the same time, he burnt him into some fire, and we learn about what they call the Red Flower, which is what uh, they think makes man or human uh, almighty and powerful, is because they have the ability to control fire, essentially, which is which is interesting. Um, how does, like... This snake know this. Well, I was just gonna say, like, now is probably a really good time to bring up that everyone in the jungle knows each other. Yeah. How does that work? I mean, is this like Tasmania? Like, just everyone knows everyone, and it's not that big. This jungle, if I mean, it's meant to be big, but like, it seems like they travel a fair distance. Yeah. And yet, still, everybody seems to know everybody. Yeah. And that confuses me. And then. Let's fast forward to the Lion King in a week when, you know, Simba grows up in the jungle with Timon and Pumbaa for a long time in a jungle section not that far away from Pride Rock, yet they don't know who the kings and all that are. So, yeah, I don't... Maybe meerkats and warthogs don't pay attention to who the king is because they just don't give up. Well, that's what Hakuna Matata is. You know, it means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem-free philosophy... Hakuna Matata. See, that's where music actually works in Disney films. Um, yeah, this one wasn't. There's mm. two songs in this one. Yeah, it's odd. Anyway. But Bare Necessities is Well, great. you have to have Bare Necessities in there. That's like what this is known for. Um, so, yes, uh, the snake basically gives us backstory, but at the same time, she's basically choking the shit out of Jiro. It's it's kind of odd. Like, I do vaguely remember the snake from either the cartoon or, I've, you know, I know the snake thing, but it's just like... Why? Oh, I'm going to. She sound, you know who she sounds like is the um the enchantress from Suicide Squad. Like I'm going to choke you. I see it. Um, still a better actor than Cara Delevingne though. Uh, so anyway, poor old um snaky snake. Uh, <laughs> car, car, car. Um, gets uh, attacked by um the um. What do you call it? Are you okay? The bear. Mowgli. 
No, Nigley's a kid. Blue. Blue. Bill Murray. Um, <laughs> what? Get your story straight, Ben. So the bear saves it. Uh, and we. Yeah, this is what I remember from the, is the Lion King, uh, from the Jungle Book. The bear. Blue. Uh, again, beautifully cast as Bill Murray. Now, uh, I think Bill Murray famously uh, did the voice of Garfield in two movies and hated, hated uh, doing what he did in Garfield. But um, such a great actor that his vo- voice work uh, just shines through this. Please tell me you know who Bill Murray is. Bill Murray is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> One sec. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You've not seen Groundhog Day? Nope. Ghostbusters? Nope. Um, you've not seen Charlie's Angels? Yes. He's Bosley in the first Charlie's Angels. Let the, me look the... at a picture of this guy. Where the heck oh, is the you've picture? You've got to know thing? who Bill Murray is. Come on. One of the greatest actors of all time. You've got so many damn tabs open on your phone right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Bill Murray. Um, <laughs> I know his face. Oh, that being said. I, I'm so sorry, He's listeners. in Caddyshack. I'm so sorry, listeners, that she's having to look up Bill Murray. I've seen Caddyshack. How is this a thing? Colin, I hope you're listening um, to this right now, screaming at the speakers. He looks like... um A legend? Yeah, that too. He looks like... A legend. Steve... Steve Carell? Martin. Steve Martin. Yep, that's the one. Steve Martin. Yeah, I see the similarities, and some people do get them confused. They're, they're of a similar... Vain, I would say, but um, I like both of them probably equally. I think they're both great actors. Um, yeah, I've only seen two of his movies. I'm but, sorry. Oh, you you have to see Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is one of the greatest movies of all time. Such a great movie. Anyway, Bill Murray plays Blue. And he's great. He's great. He can't climb. He wants some honey, so he basically uses Mowgli to climb up and get some honey. Because uh, he's got a he hibernate. He basically lies and per- manipulates to get food. Which, uh, the thing, that one thing, I have a complaint here is that it's not really explored that much. Like, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this because I'm hibernating. We're going to find out that he's just lying. And then that's kind of it. It's just glared over. That's all it is. Um, I really liked that part. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, it, I mean, it's funny. So he gets the honey because um, bears eat honey because it's what Winnie the Pooh. Um, they're walking, so they're, he's essentially going to say like, Hey, I'm going to use you to get some honey. You can help me get this honey before I hibernate. And then once I go into hibernation, I'll walk you down to the man village and you can go back to be with your people. So they've come up with a little deal, uh, through all this little montage, Mowgli builds a cool little contraption, which uh, allows him to swing up to the, uh, the bees and get the honey, which is obviously going to come in handy a little bit later on. And uh, we also get our bare necessities moment where... Um, Got the bare necessities. Thank you. Uh, Baloo introduces him to music. Now, um, we also get a few little critters here as well. There's a pig. There's an armadillo. Uh, the, just the visuals. I mean, this this movie is credited very well for its um its visuals, and you've got to say it, it it's pretty. It looks pretty good in terms of the animals. But yeah. there are definitely a few occasions though where it uh, it doesn't look brilliant. I don't know if you sort of caught a few of those ones where. No, I'm not critical like you. No. No, was that scratching something in there? Um, I don't know. There's just it. It's hard to explain because I, I it's going back to our point where we're talking about like with the Lion King that like it, this is a CGI movie you can't have a real bear walking around and talking it's not going to look perfect, um, 
But I just feel there are definitely some elements to this which do come across as a little bit uh, off-putting, so to speak. No? Yes. Yes. Okay. But this is where um, our, our little boy here, Mowgli, I think this is where he does very well, though, is the fact that you've got to think about him acting in this movie. This entire movie, he's acting with nothing. Like, he has to act with people dressed in suits with dots on them and everything and that sort of stuff. Like, it's in no way does he act with Bill Murray or, you know, Ben Kingsley or Idris Elba. Like, you've got to give him props for that. Yes, that is true. Like, and that, that's where I think kind of his performance definitely stands out a little bit more. Um, so, okay, he's um, helping him with the honey, uh, bare necessities, floating on his stomach. And then um, Ben Kingsley, the panther, shows up again. We're, we're really terrible at remembering these names. I'm sorry. Uh, what's a panther called again? Bathsheba. Bathsheba. That's no, not right. It's called Bathsheba. Bag something. Bagheera. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, the panther shows up. <laughs> I've forgotten his name already. Um, he's all like, no, you can't be here. You have to come back with me. I'm going to take you to the man village. And this is where we learn. This is where we learn that they're gay dads? Did they gay? <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> No. Okay. That that escalated. <laughs> no one quickly. else got that vibe. No, I I can't say Wait, I did. Actually, I mean I know it's a bear. Like, what? Uh-huh, I get it, but um. What? I don't get it. So so are you saying that uh, we that the Beauty and the Beast claims to have Disney's first ever gay character? It's not in Beauty and the Beast. It's actually in the Jungle Book. Yes. Wow. Did you not in the like? <laughs> she's okay, she's sitting up now. This is shit's getting real. <laughs> when they're talking about like how proud they are, like so the panther sees the contraption thingy, and the bear's talking about how great every like how great the little boy is, and they're sitting on the cliff overlooking the. Do you know what part I'm talking about? I've not gotten there yet. I would go out on a limb and say that Timon and Pumbaa are more gay dads. Than the panther and blue. No, they're totally gay dads. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. See, see. Next time no. you watch this movie, you're gonna get it. Nathan Lane, the voice of Timon, is actually gay in real life. So. And the voice of Pumbaa, I don't know who that is, and I don't know if he's gay in real life. They have more gay chemistry than the bear and the panther. I got the gay dad vibes. No, the guybe. Yeah, no. You gayed ours way off, love. Um, <laughs> anyway. I'm really upset. Like, I want to make you watch this movie again right now so that you understand. You, you seem very focused on trying to prove that people are gay um, very quickly. I don't know why. Anyway, so Panther shows up. No, you can't be here. Uh, we learn that he's not really hibernating. He sleeps a lot. Um, and Like me. He goes off at uh, Mowgli for using uh, human abilities and that, no, you're in the jungle. Um, you shouldn't be using these. So, okay. Um, they go to sleep. That's, well, you know, you're leaving with me in the morning. We'll sleep in this and we'll leave. But uh, they wake up in the middle of the night because we hear elephants complaining and Mowgli helps rescue a little baby elephant with his ropes and his contraptions because he's a nice little boy. And uh, this is where they all, um, oh, I'm so proud of him. This is the point where I think you're talking yes, about. Yes, this is the part. But um, Panther Kingsley um, is all like, no, you can't be this way. You have to tell him to fuck off, basically. So the next day, Baloo's like, 
I don't like you. Fuck off. So, it's uh, <laughs> the adult version Mallory and I watched. And that then leads uh, Mowgli into sulking up in a tree. And he gets kidnapped by monkeys. Because <laughs> why not? Um, these monkeys take him back to a big old set of ruins. And we meet the star of this film, Christopher Walken. I cannot do a Christopher Walken impersonation. I really wish I could. Uh, he's just one of those ones that everyone tries to impersonate. And I just can't do it. You don't know who Christopher Walken is, probably. If you don't know who fucking <laughs> Bill Murray looking, is. I'm looking. He was a Bond villain in A View to a Kill. He's just everything. No, he's in lots of stuff. Isn't he um, in... Oh. Pulp Fiction? You've not no, seen I haven't Pulp seen that. Seen Pulp Fiction. Um, he was he's in, in Hairspray. That's the one yes. that I... Th- that's what I associate with eagle. him. Uh, everything. And he's the eagle. It's been a while. Um, he's the uh, the one who Hugh Jackman is kind of scared of. He's long term. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. Nine Lives. Everything. Oh, is he in um? Click. Yes, yes he's the guy. Yeah, he's the, the guy in Click. Yeah, yeah. I love Click. Good movie. Uh, oh come on! I okay. I was really young when it came out, and we went and saw it when it came out and it Your wasn't let you see that movie um it was for a friend's birthday and she was also there and afterwards she was like we shouldn't have like, gotten to see that movie <laughs> uh anyway chris walken legend and the, the thing that works so well chris walken doing a voice is all you know chris walken for is his voice so it just works i think he's beautifully cast as king louis here so um king louis basically wants to uh use mowgli to um, bring the red flower so that they can control the jungle, essentially, and uh, this kingdom of monkeys. Now, I don't understand why... I mean, yeah, King Louis is a big-ass monkey, so he's kind of big and giant, but, like, all these other monkeys, like, are made very light work of by panther and bear. Mm-hmm. Like, why would we be scared of these monkeys? I, I don't know. I like monkeys. Can we have a monkeys pet monkey? freak me out. Monkeys freak you out? Yeah, a little. You realize we're like basically monkey? I like the little ones, the cute ones, but like the big ones, no. No? Okay. Um. So, yeah. Uh, and then this basically leads into uh, Blue and she's singing again. Uh, Blue and Beringara Ra Panther coming in and saving the day. There's a song um, King Louis sings. A bad song. It's from the... It's I, questionable. It's from the, the Disney, the, the original, but uh, Chris Walken singing. Why not? Um, and they escape. Uh, but throughout all of this, we should mention that King Louis tells um, Mowgli that the wolf dad has died. Okay, Je- this is the other part where we question, how does he know that? Because they are so freaking far from where they were well, before. Well, this is backtracking a little bit to um, that the panther told the bear that that this True. has happened too. But so. who did the bear tell? Yeah, well, I I want to know how the panther found out because well, right? Uh, do they have like jungle TV like <laughs> J and N? You know, yep. Breaking news: beloved wolf. Giancarlo Desposito has died in a Shere Khan. Why isn't Shere Khan brought up as as murder charges? Because he's all oh, I'm a big tiger. Just question back. Just side sidebar. <laughs> like, why is Shere Khan the only tiger in the jungle? He's the last one. But but why? They're endangered. 
And and separate sidebar, lions are the king of the jungle, right? So where the fuck are the lions? On vacation. But but like, but <laughs> next week we will see that lions are royalty. Okay, like they are royalty. But no, but I mean, a tiger probably would beat a lion anyway because tigers are bigger than lions. You know, but she's uh, whatever. Um, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll cover it up there. I reckon we can cover up to the uh, the end of the movie. Uh, talk, thoughts? What are you thinking? Movie up to this point. <laughs> I'm back to Giancarlo. Esposito. Monamito. It's not Indian. Well, I'm not trying to be Indian. <laughs> Sorry. Talk. It's, you I, talk I don't you. know. I feel like I said my piece. You, that's all you got to say. This is why these go for longer with Colin, because he actually has things to say. Um, <laughs> I said the thing about the gay dads, and you disagreed. I said the thing about monkeys being creepy, and you also disagreed. Mm-hmm. And I said the thing about how does everybody know everything that's happening in the jungle. Okay. And that that's about it. I think there was a scene in there somewhere where she Khan's like telling a story to the little wolfy wolves and he's no, all the wolfy wolves. But that was sad. They I like were the scared. Yeah. They're so cute. Yeah. You know, so he's a bit um, you know, violenty. And we told Stiggy not to be friends with bad kitties. Yep, that is that is very true. Um so anyway, uh Mowgli gets all pissed, like, Why didn't you tell me that my wolf dad died? And I, I feel it really like goes and steals the fire. I think here's a problem. We don't see him interact too much with Giancarlo Esposito. But it's his father. But but yeah, I get that. But I feel like they should have killed the mother because we got more connected with him and the mother than we did with him and the dad, if you know what I mean. Like we don't see him that often with the dad. I mean, I get where you're coming or from. Kill the panther. Because then the... Kill the panther, that makes sense. Because it's like, what works in The Lion King next week... Look at us talking about this so much. Is that when... when Spoiler alert, Mufasa dies. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it means more. Because it's his dad and it's like, oh, you know, and he's killed by Scar, evil bastard. Um, anyway, the, but that's maybe one little nitpick there. But, you know, the panther. Kill the panther. Kill the panther. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Kill... You're not Looney Tunes... Elmer Fudd, oh. the one where they do all the, um, the, when he turns in the opera. It's one of the best Looney Tunes ever. Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. Oh, man, you got to watch that. Uh, so Mowgli gets like, I'm really angry. So he runs into the man village and steals fire because. The man village. Why not? And there's. Um, there's See more gay vibes, the man village. <laughs> They have children. You really worry me sometimes. So um, he runs into the jungle and it turns into the Jungle Book Olympics because here he's little Mowgli. He's got the torch. He's getting ready to opening ceremony of um, Jungle 2016 Olympics. Uh, this is the re- this would have been this actually was more entertaining than the Rio 2016 Olympic opening ceremony. If I'm completely honest with you, that was a rubbish opening ceremony. Um, but throughout his run in the jungle, little embers fall off into the jungle and woof. Starts a massive forest fire, which I question how big that fire gets based on a couple of embers. Because, A, we're in a jungle. It's humid. Not going to be that that blaring. Like, 
you come from a dry country when it comes to forest fires. I come from a dry mm-hmm. country when it comes to forest bushfires, as we call them. And you've got the the pine needles, which act as a accelerant. We've got the eucalyptus, which acts as an accelerant. Jungles don't generally have big fires like this because of humidity. It, it kind of it doesn't fire doesn't work the same way. So, but anyway, whatever. This Just move on. Jungles on fire. Just again, parallels what we're going to get next week. We're about to have a finale with a big fight with somebody falling into fire. We'll get to that falling aspect in a minute. But Mowgli runs in. He's going to light the torch because he's back at the watering hole, and all the all the animals are like, "Oh, look at him! He's a man because he's got a, the bread flower." Oh, evil! And here is old Shikhan, old Scarface. Two weeks in a row, we're going to have big cat, evil big cats with a scar on their face. So. There you go. Um, and she can't all like, what are you going to do? Burn me. You've earned, you know, that's just going to show everyone around here that you're nothing but a man. Racist. Can I just say she can't? Racist against humans. You mean, oh, okay. I was thinking sexist against men, but no. that's not the point. That's not what I was saying. So Mowgli's all like, fuck you, I'm not a man, and throws it in the water, and it's like, I'm actually a wolf. And then Shere Khan's all like, oh, you're a dickhead. That's all you're going to do. <laughs> and Mowgli's like, oh, come at me, bro. And she... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you just went through a fair few um, different places of bringing up. Yes. Uh, and she kind of like, oh, we'll come at you, bro. Um, and so they, then they get start to get into a fight, but then all the animals pounce on um, on Shere Khan. And then Mowgli's about to do the same, but then old Panther Face is all like, no, you're not a wolf. You can't fight like a wolf. Fight like a man. So the whole movie, he's told him, don't use your man powers, don't build shit, and don't use fire, the red flower. But now it's a case of, yeah, nah. Just go get the red flag. Just ignore everything I've said my entire life. I think this is the part where it's like, yeah, you're grown up. You're not one of us, but we're going to like accept you for who you are. Is he grown up, though? He's still like well, 12. Well, you know what I mean. I mean how old is it's, he? It's the moment of it's okay to be who you are. It's the, the moral moment. Okay. I see it. It's It's more... Okay, now I understand it. I'm dumb. I don't understand these things when I'm watching it. But it, it's more valid, and I think it's done better than Beauty and the Beast, where it's all like, inner beauty is all that matters, except in Beauty and the Beast, when at the end you end up with the hot guy anyway. Again, hashtag Shrek did it better. Because they still both end up being ugly, and they're still in love, it doesn't matter. Because yes. in the end, true beauty and inner beauty is what it matters. In are, beauty we, and the Beast, are you saying we're the Shrek story? Are you calling me ugly? <laughs> wow It wasn't That hurts me That I'm hurts my sorry. feelings um, So anyway Mowgli runs into the jungle to go get fire um, Baloo's there He fights um, You think he's dead but he's not Panther face fights Everyone fights It's a big old all in brawl Everyone stacks on the meal and she can't And no one except the bad guy dies Well that's true. Spoiler alert, by the way. But we get led into the jungle. Everything's on fire because it's dramatic. And Mowgli sees the dead tree because that was at the very part of the beginning. I didn't mention that, that it's like, oh, you know, look out for the dead tree because if it's dead, it will fall and whatever. So he climbs up there. He builds himself a little contraption. We see this swing. And then Shere Khan's all like being a bit mouthy. Um, is all like, yeah, hey, fuck you, kid. I'm going to kill you, kid. Um, and then he climbs up the tree and... 
Holy shit, I wonder what's going to happen here, Mallory. It's a Disney movie. We've had two of these already. Maleficent, the villain falls off a castle and dies. Last week in Beauty and the Beast, the guy falls off a castle and dies. What happens this week? He falls off the tree and dies. And what's going to happen next week? Actually, there's two next week when it comes to people falling off, lions falling off and dying. Both Mufasa and Scar die falling off cliffs. That's true. Although technically Scar kind of gets killed by the hyenas, so that's a that's a lion call there. Spoiler alert if you've never seen The Lion King, by the way, but I mean, seriously, it's a Disney movie. If you don't know what's going to happen, you're an idiot. So yes, uh, She Khan falls into the fire. He's dead. There's peace be the jungle. Peace be the journey. Um... Everyone's happy. Well, all the lions are. Oh, there's no lions in this movie. Sorry. Uh, all the tigers and panthers and shit are happy. The mice, the 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 hedgehoggy, prickly porcupine thingy. My stick, my stick. Um, I like that thing. Sticky gets told that it's okay because he's a good kitty <laughs> and only bad kitties die. And he's a good kitty. Sticky hasn't watched um, uh, Fallen Kingdom yet. The movie that he was actually named after. So. Um, we should watch we'll have that. to get on that. Um, so, yes, and then throughout all this, uh, the elephants come all in and build a dam of the waterfall, which helps redirect the water to put all the fires out. Very smart. Because it's well, elephants, they are smart, they never forget. Um, so, cool. And then it's daylight, and we see Mowgli running through the jungle again, and this time he, he wins and he beats the wolves. And he's all like, you've got to go high, you've got to go do this. And then little old runty wolf howls, and they all howl, and everybody cheers. And um, to happy Baloo climbs up a tree because he was afraid of heights and whatever. And then the credits roll, and we've got a book. Uh, again, serious lack of books in this movie. Like, I talked about this in The Notebook, uh, that the fact that it's a movie called The Notebook and there's no notebook in it. Don't start with this shit about the thing that he's reading being a notebook. It's more than a, a novel, not a notebook. It's a notebook. Um, this is called the jungle. It should be called the jungle. There's no book in this movie. But it was a book. Well, I mean, that people read originally. Well, it was a book about the jungle. Jurassic Park was a book, but it's not called Jurassic Park book, is it? It could be. <laughs> Maybe it's translated from a different language. English. Shut up. <laughs> Anyway, so that's the end. Uh, so I've covered the ending there. What are your thoughts on the ending and everything that happens? Happy ending. Stiggy gets told that only bad kitties die and good kitties live. Are you actually going to talk about what's happening in the movie, though, rather than just... Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> There's a sheep on screen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the end of the movie. Yes. It's uh, an ending. Oh, shit. Really? The little wolfies are cute. Yep. I don't know. You don't know. I'm not good at these things. I just enjoy things and don't (laughs) think about them critically. That's why she's marrying me, apparently. Yep. Um, I mean, did you enjoy the ending? Did you expect that he's going to fall off the thing and die and there's fire? Yeah, I was surprised that nobody else died. I thought that somebody else died in the original. Giancarlo Esposito died. No, all right. Um, what about what about um old King Louis and the whole monkey section? He freaks me out. Did you like I, that? No. 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 Christopher Walken. Eh. Yeah. Eh. All right. Um. Eh. Well. Um. I guess that's all you're going to talk about. Fantastic. Great. Um. 
in terms of this movie, uh, the success, uh, actually, we'll go reception first, shall we? We usually do that before we get to the box office. Um, it has a 95% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's very high. Very high. 7.75 out of 10 is the average rating with the critical consensus reading as lovely to behold as it is engrossing to watch, The Jungle Book is the rare remake that actually improves upon its predecessors, all while setting a new standard for CGI. Eh, I mean, it's good to look at, but I still don't think it's as good as they make it out to be. Uh, on Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of 77 out of 100. Cool. Todd McCarthy as a Hollywood reporter said, exceptionally beautiful to behold and bolstered by a stellar vocal cast, this upteenth film rendition of Rudyard Kipling's tales of young Mowgli's adventures amongst the creatures of the Indian jungle. Indian jungle, there we go. Bears apparently live in the Indian jungle, is that a thing? Well, okay, I always thought he was like a black bear, because isn't it a big black bear in the... Um, on the, the cartoon he's The cartoon, yeah. yeah. And then, didn't he say, like, sloth bear at one point? Is that a thing? I couldn't tell you. Um, uh, Blah, blah, blah. Um, Indian Jungle Pooh is entirely engaging, even if it's ultimately lacking in subtext and thematic heft. You don't always need stuff like that. Like, you can just have a movie being a movie. Andrew Barker of Variety felt that the version of that this version can't rival the woolly looseness of Disney's 1967 animated classic, of course, but it succeeds in its own so well, which comparisons are barely necessary. Do you get it? Barely? Ha ha ha. The sloth bear is an insectivorous bear species native to the Indian subcontinent. Well, there you go. So maybe it's all Indian. But it looks very black. Like they, in this movie, it's like, it looks like the cartoon does. Mm. The pictures. Yeah. It's in this movie, they made it into more of like a grizzly looking bear. Hmm. Okay. In my opinion. Um, so, yeah, there's some of the reviews. I'll get into the box office in a minute. There's talk of a sequel, apparently. Nothing's been confirmed. Because um, Favreau's obviously directing uh, The Lion King. And initially, it would uh, was planned that this could be yeah. shot back to. Thanks for that. Uh, shot Sorry. back to back with the Lion King. However, um, it has been put on hold. Although there has been uh, an early draft, which of the script, which could go further through Kipling's material as well as features feature elements of Bill Pete's rejected drafts for the 1967 animated film. I, I this is a movie I think that could have a sequel. Like definitely there's more that you could explore with this. Because I'd like to see him grow up. I'd like to see him mm. as an adult. Like, But then it just turns into Tarzan. True. But he's not as ripped and as attractive as Tarzan. Come on. But man. maybe when he grows up, he is. Maybe. Maybe. Um, in terms of, just quickly, this was nominated and won. Actually did win the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Uh, so here I am ripping in. Well, not, I'm not ripping into the effects. The effects look brilliant. I just don't know if they're as good as they say they are. Um, it also was nominated for a bunch of uh, Saturn Awards. It won Best Fantasy Film. Good for you. And it f- won the very much esteemed award um, that, of course, is the San Diego Film Critics Society Award for Best Visual Effects. So there you go. You thoroughly deserved that one, didn't it? Yes. 
Yes, of course it did. Uh, box office wise, uh, I did have this open before, and apparently I can't find it. Um, do you like the way I'm speaking right now? Apparently, yes, it's beautiful. It is. Thank you. I do try um, very hard with the way I speak. Um, this movie made. Uh, a grand total of $364 million domestically. Uh, of course, I do mean in the US and Canada when I say domestically. It made $602 million in the foreign box office, giving it a grand total of $966,550,600 globally. So while Beauty and the Beast made a billion dollars, this nearly made a billion dollars. And this is definitely the movie that I would say deserves to make a billion dollars. Um, it's opening weekend. It made $103 million in an opening weekend. That's incredible. Um, also opening that weekend was Barbershop, The Next Cut, uh, which only made $20 million, as well as the uh, movie called Criminal made $5 million. And if I'm scrolling through the list here, oh, the movie Far, uh, sorry, From the East opened to only $564. Um, although there was a movie this weekend called Burning Body, spelt B-O-D-H-I, uh, that made $4 that weekend. <laughs> Imagine if you were the one person who bought that ticket. You actually reflected right there on that list. Uh, other movies that were uh, still out that week, Batman, Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice was in its fourth week, only made $9 million in its fourth week. There you go. And My Big Fat Greek Wedding, number two in its fourth week, making $3 million. Uh, and in terms of the uh, Disney live-action reimaginings, as they're called on this list, uh, it is currently sitting in second behind Beauty and the Beast, uh, ahead of Alice in Wonderland 2010, ahead of Maleficent. And, uh, yeah, that's where we're sitting at with it right now. Um, before we get into our reviews, um, I don't know if I can open it. We, we like to look at uh, the keywords, the plot keywords here for a bit of fun, and I don't know if I can actually access them on the app because we are sitting here on a couch, and usually I have a computer in front of me, and I don't think I can get the uh, plot keywords open on my phone, sadly enough. So uh, what plot keywords do you think we could associate with this movie? Jungle? Bear. Bear. <laughs> yes. Both B-A-R-E and B-E-A-R. Yeah, I, I, I get what you did there. Um, I would not say gay dads. You would probably say gay dads. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't feel it. Uh, what, uh, that I feel gay dads? Yep. Um That's kind of creepy. Um, all right. Let's get into our reviews. Uh, this is a very short episode for us, but uh, it's all good. Um what are we what are we doing with this with this movie? I'd say like mid to high rent. Only a rent. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I was thinking of buying like a low buy. Um No, I'm going to give it a low buy. I I I feel as though this entire episode I haven't really given a an overall thought process on it, but I I I enjoyed it. I think it was a film that I definitely, it's maybe what I expected a little bit more in terms of what actually happened, but I think it was entertaining enough that I would watch it again, and I feel as though it it tells, and again, I can't, 
don't know if this is entirely accurate because given that I can't really remember the animated one and I feel it takes a different version of the story like it had been a long time since I'd seen the animated Beauty and the Beast but I could tell it was basically shot for shot the same as the animated one whereas this one I feel like I've seen a different take on it if that makes sense yeah that makes sense so I'm buying this and you're renting it did not think that would happen there you go did you just kiss the microphone no I said oh right interesting uh, and I think Colin said he might message me and say what he might do with this, but uh, obviously by the time we've released this, um, you probably won't hear that. So anyway, uh, next week we're going to wrap up Disney Live Action Month with a non-live action movie. The reason we are doing this, of course, is because we are getting closer and closer to the release of the, quote, live action version of The Lion King, unquote, and we thought, rather than doing Cinderella or Alice in Wonderland, we should actually do the original Lion King because it is an amazing movie. It is great. And you were minus two when this movie came out. I think when you were talking about your history with things, I thought that's where you were going with it. That's why I uttered the words minus two before. But um, I'll talk about it more next week. But I vividly remember going to see this in the movies I remember being obsessed with this film. I think any child of my age, I, I was the perfect age for The Lion King. I was the target audience of The Lion King when it was released. So therefore, I, love it. I am the perfect human to talk about it next week. Um, give me a bit of a... Oh, I will say, it's a brilliant movie and it will be by and it's great. But give me a quick take on your history or your thought process heading into The Lion King. When, when was the last time you even saw The Lion King? I have no idea. That's all you're going to say? I, I'm i sure I've seen it, but like I don't remember having seen it start to finish. Wow. Um, I'm sure I have, like as a little kid. But no, it's just a Disney movie. And well, this is, this is where, though, I'm going to get very stroppy about the upcoming live one, because it's also... I'm very attached to the music in this, um, which, you know, I'm not a musical fan, but this is one of the exceptions where it deserves to have every credit for the great music. The voice talent in this film, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the epitome of 1990s, uh, Matthew Broderick, Nathan Lane, uh, you know, uh, uh, why am I going blank? James L. Jones. Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Rowan Atkinson, Jeremy Irons. I mean, God, this voice cast is just stellar. And the only decent one that we've got coming up into the remake is the fact that they've kept James L. Jones and John Oliver is going to be in it, which I'm excited for. But, uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to The Lion King. Are you at least looking forward to watching an animated movie with me? Yes. Are you going to be a bit more talkative on next week's episode? Yes. Are you sure? No. No. <laughs> um, but yes, that is coming up next week as we close out live action month. Uh, live action Disney month, I should say. In the meantime as well, um, throughout the week, of course, you can still listen to our third watch recaps, our lost recaps, our uh, random rewatch ones. If they're happening this week, I'm not too sure. You'll have to check our website, theoznetwork.net. And you can, of course, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or on Instagram, subscribe. And while you're uh, subscribing to us, if you're doing so on iTunes or on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever good podcasts are downloadable, why not leave us a rating and leave us some feedback? It helps us uh, get the podcast spread out there a little bit more. 
And obviously, we would love to hear from you. What do you think of the episode? What do you think of uh, our show? What do you think of the Jungle Book? We uh, we would definitely love to hear from you. Uh, so please do do that whilst you are on there. But this has been the Oz Network recapping the 2016 Jungle Book. A decent movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'll just end with that. My name has... Uh, well, my name has been Ben. Still is, apparently. My name is Ben... And I don't want you around anymore. My name is Mallory. That's not a song, kid. That's propaganda. Propaganda. It's propaganda. Get it? Canada? Just, Propa- just, just move. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.